When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, a big bit of news coming out of the Sabres today as we learned that PSE, Pagula Sports Entertainment, has been dissolved. In conjunction with that announcement, the Sabres also announced that owner Terry Pagula has been named president of the Buffalo Sabres. In the full announcement that is on the Sabres website, it reads, Owner Terry Pagula has been named president of the Buffalo Sabres. He will continue to work closely with COO John Roth leading the business side of the organization and general manager Kevin Adams leading the hockey side of the organization. In conjunction with these changes, Pagula Sports and Entertainment will be separating resources between the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres, allowing each respective organization to focus singularly on their efforts. Quote, We are thankful for the work and effort that so many individuals have put into PSE over the years, but feel it is the right time for them to return home to separate organizations. End quote. Sabres only owner Terry Pagula said. He goes on to say, we feel that now is the right time to dissolve PSE and allow everyone to focus solely on their respective organization. It is a great time to be a Buffalo sports fan, and we have a tremendous amount of confidence that this restructuring will allow our businesses to continue to elevate with our teams. End quote. It finishes by saying Pagula and Roth will continue to work closely, or excuse me, will to continue to work collaboratively with the business leadership group at the Buffalo Sabres as they guide the organization towards its goal of winning a championship. So Taylor, a Big, big bit of news there in that very brief announcement. Plenty of ramifications to come from this that I'm sure we're going to learn more about in the coming days in the terms of firings, layoffs, however you want to phrase that. In addition to learning more about what the involvement will be of Terry Pagula. Specifically, I'm I'm curious on the hockey side because the president role previously was held by Kim Pagula, as we both know, for both organizations. People had alluded to the fact that PSE was something that really Kim was spearheading. And so now, as we've learned, unfortunately, with her health concerns, with her more and more out of the fold, it appears that PSE is no more. And Terry Pagula is going to be taking on some of those additional responsibilities here. So there's a lot to digest here, Taylor. There's a lot for us to talk about. But overall, give me your take on this announcement that came on Monday morning. Uh, I'd say my number one feeling about it is curious, uh, because as you mentioned there, we've had some already had some restructuring uh pagula basically announcing he was taking over for kim when it came to the bills uh, i don't know when that was a couple months ago this is interesting i don't 100 percent know what to make of it or what the real underlying reason for it is uh I, I know there was a lot of talk 
about three years ago when the season was paused for COVID and we had so long between Sabres games, like 10 months, there was a lot of talk that summer in 2020 about the financial situation the Pagoulas were in and their, their various businesses. Uh, then there was a lot that happened. There was firings, a lot of uh, a big restructuring. There was the whole financial stability, the famous yacht thing. And that hasn't been as much of a topic recently with you know, business coming back and COVID restrictions not being what they were in 2020. But I think it's still something that's been in the back of my mind. And I wonder if that has anything to do with what we're seeing here. So we don't know. This literally just dropped like an hour ago. But I wonder, within the Bills and Sabres being split, if that's going to lead to the Bills just having significantly more resources than the Sabres going forward. Yeah, it's a fair thing. I mean, it's been very well documented by by fans and around the league how the Sabres have not been doing the best financially. And a lot of that, of course, as you mentioned, plays into the pandemic. It also, I think, very much so plays into the fact that people have been speaking with their wallets a bit over these past few years when it comes to attendance, when it comes to merch sales. You know, as we know, originally when the pandemic was first happening, there was that whole laundry list of of layoffs that had happened at PSE and people really didn't take kindly to it. It happening in general, but just also how the Sabres went about it. And I think you also can consider, you know, that people I think have very fairly pointed out the fact that given all of the properties that the Sabres, I, I should say specifically, actually, that the Pagulas have come to own and run and manage, is there uh, an element of spreading themselves too thin or getting too involved in, in too many different areas when it comes to, you know, them being able to allot the proper amount of time into being the owner of, of one sports team, let alone two. And so when you're looking at it from that perspective, you obviously, as you had alluded to there, Taylor have the bills, which is in the NFL and much more of a moneymaker uh, than the NHL is. But I think it also speaks to the fact that, the Sabres, while obviously we are a, a mid-sized city, smaller market compared to some of the other teams and some of the other metro areas throughout the U.S. and, and Canada, you're looking at, I would say, a pretty easy top three TV market here. You, you've shown, even while you are in the midst of a 12-year playoff drought, that prior to these past few years, you are still ranking towards the top of the NHL when it comes to attendance. And... I don't know, to put it simply, it's it really obviously on the ice, it's been the case, but it feels like on the business side of things too, that the Pagoulas have kind of fumbled the bag here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we talked about this endlessly three years ago, how overextended they were and how like none of their businesses were really yeah. operating well. Well, so Rachel Hotmeyer of Spectrum, who covers the Sabres, put a screenshot of, as of today, what the properties were uh, listed on the PSE website. So basically what PSE encompasses and it's 14 things. Ad pro sports, the bandits, the bills, the sabers, the Amherst, Lecom Harbor center. I think that's the Rochester Nighthawks logo. I don't know if they still own them, but I don't know what that is. If it's not uh, black river entertainment, the blue cross arena, key bank center, Highmark stadium, uh, Marriott, uh, the Lecom Harbor center, Marriott, that is one Buffalo and Deer Valley Trail in the Adirondacks. That's the one I never think about. But also, uh, Joe Pinzone, who I believe his handle is Buffalo Wins on Twitter, posted a different one that is from about five years ago, where the Pagulas actually own 20 properties. 
uh, and a lot of those aren't on there. Like Healthy Scratch, Tim Hortons, Terra Mare, seven one six in the draft, different things like that that are just not a part of that anymore. And that's it's a good example of them. I don't know if disinvesting is the right word, but they're definitely scaling back what they do. For example, they don't run seven one six anymore. Southern Tier does that. They just own the building. Right. Uh, they still do have Harbor Center and you know the uh, the Marriott attached to it, but they don't run like the draft room. And that was closed for multiple years, by the way, but they don't, that's not a, a part of their business anymore. And they, there's a million things you mentioned before. They had a marketing agency. They had, uh, I think that was all part of uh, the Black River Entertainment stuff. They had like a, a studio, like a recording studio or like a label, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And it does seem like they, from a lot of these things that they were doing, they took a big step back from their non oil businesses. And now I think this, I don't know if this is an extension of that. I kind of wonder what this is because the Sabres were in such a good spot uh, as of like 2014 until today, because having one entity that combined resources for an NFL team and an NHL team is insane, especially when it's a small market team like the Sabres, because in the NFL market size matters kind of, but those differences disappear a little bit because NFL money, TV money in particular is so crazy. So small market, big market, there's not that many differences. In hockey, it's still pretty big, even with the salary cap and even with all that. The amount of money you can make as the Buffalo Sabres versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, is huge. It's stark, not not exactly like baseball's uh, haves and have-nots, but like stark compared to the NFL. And the Sabres are one of the smaller markets. Buffalo is one of the smaller markets still in hockey, despite how much we love hockey here. So being able to combine resources with an NFL team is is – it's such a cool thing the Sabres had for a little while. So I, I can't see this as anything but a loss for the Sabres. I'm not sure how much it matters on the Bills side, but and I'm not sure how, to, how much it'll matter for the day-to-day. I don't know if – I don't think Terry taking over this position, the president thing, maybe that's more symbolic. Maybe it's more of a business thing. But, like, financially, he's already been in charge in that regard. Right. And we have – John Roth obviously is there, like, as a business guy. And he seems to have a total trust in Kevin Adams and Brandon Bean. So I'm not sure how much it'll matter from that perspective. But what about everything else? What about like game day presentation yeah. stuff? What about like arena stuff? Uh, different things the Sabres do on the side, community outreach, things like that. Uh, their social media and their, their video departments. And they're just in general, they're um, what they've done both in terms of events in the last few years, RJ Knight, Miller Knight, last night with uh, remembering Rick Jenneret night that they had. Right. different things like that, the goat head reveals, but also social media, the kind of cool video packages they do. I'm trying to remember what, is that Sabres unfiltered? What, what am I thinking of? The thing yeah, with like, yeah. Um, is it, no, it's not unfiltered. It's um, no, it's not. But they've gone behind the scenes, you know, with um, beyond blue and gold like, Sabres embedded. Yes, 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 yes. Sabres embedded beyond the blue and gold. Yeah. Those things and and even uh, like Jeff Skinner's weird <laughs> between two stalls. Yeah, show. yeah. No, it's so. it's a great point, Taylor. There's there's a lot, and I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head before when you had made the point of saying it's not really seemingly going to change a whole lot for the Bills, but it feels like there could be a lot that could change for the Sabers here through this. And there's been, as you had mentioned, you laid out a bunch there of things that people are asking questions about or speculating about. And I think a couple other sides of this, too, that I saw some folks were, were chatting about this morning on Twitter that I thought was interesting and kind of got my brain moving a little bit. So I'm curious your thoughts. 
The Sabres had said, well, I should say PSE officials have said that any upgrades or anything of the sort to Key Bank Center would have to happen after the Bill Stadium deal was done. And we have crossed that line now. You know, we have shovels in the ground. Construction is already happening on the site there. And it's no secret that Key Bank Center is in desperate need of upgrades. We did the episode, uh, what was it, a few months ago now, I think, where we went through all of the arenas in the NHL and that Key Bank Center, incredibly, I think it ranks in like the top, like, I want to say like five or six oldest arenas, or just generally speaking in that realm where it's more on the older side there. And even taking that aside, because of course, if you have really good upkeep, a, a building like that can continue to flourish and thrive, but that has really not been the case. I mean, it's been as bad as like I shared the story from last season that our pal Denis, who was a, a guest host uh, a few months back, him and I on opening night went, had tickets in the 200 level, and we go to sit down, we get there early, probably like 6, 6.15 for pregame, go and sit down in our seats, and he literally falls through his seat because the bottom of it had rusted so much that the seat was not even attached anymore. There's uh, There's been stuff about, you know, bird shit on the seats and arm pieces coming off. Obviously, we've talked about the lack of things like you talked about when it comes to game day presentation and also just arena presentation as well you see a lot of different arenas throughout the nhl and really throughout professional sports in general where it's a lot more of like an interactive atmosphere and a lot more targeted towards fans and getting fans involved in doing stuff like one thing that i was even thinking about too that the sabers don't have anymore that they used to have is remember in like the the 2000s when they would have like the hockey shot area and then they would have the basketball shot area obviously those now have been replaced with with a couple of different bars and i think like food options there but there, there's really not a whole lot that is geared towards engaging with the fans i mean a lot of that stuff is more on the money making side when it comes to stuff like 50 50 for example and all of the other you know game day presentation items like there's there's really not that much i mean they have like a dj in there sometimes sometimes they'll have a band in there but there, there's really not a whole lot there's not with the exception of the pretty dated giant poster things that they have in there there's really not a lot that dives into like the history of the franchise or the organization or getting to know the players or anything like that i mean christ the walkway leading into the arena hasn't been updated in about 10 years and the most recent player on there is tyler fucking myers like yeah there's a laundry list of things that need to change at key bank center need to get updated and so people were speculating and saying and again, I don't know this. I don't know the legal side of it, but I, it got my brain moving a little bit and thinking that could it be that they would be looking to the state for funding to make pretty substantial upgrades to Key Bank Center? And are they trying to dissolve PSE and separate the businesses so that it's there's no conflicts or anything of the sort when they get to the table and representatives from the state can just say, hey, we just had this deal for your billion dollar stadium that ultimately kind of ended up like the state and the taxpayers ended up getting screwed on a bit. Now you want to ask us for more money for substantial upgrades to this arena. So I, I don't know, like, do you think that there's anything to that at all? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, it's interesting to think about, right? Like, I mean, is that, even remotely a possibility i don't know and if somebody does know feel free to reply to the to any of our our tweets or posts about this episode but it, it's so basically just, what you're saying is 
you you don't think the state wants to put money into the arena now and the um Pagulas want them to? I, I'm just questioning if that's a possibility. I'm not saying I think that one way or another, but I wonder if that is a component of this, I should say. Yeah, that's interesting. I also should we probably bring up another recent news report about the cost overruns at the stadium. That those are yeah. even though it's just a hole in the ground right now, the, it's already in the hundreds of millions and the Pagoulas are responsible for all of that. Yep. Any cost overrun goes straight to them. So that's like whew, uh Three hundred million already. I, I'm not that I'm a construction expert, so I, I know they haven't spent three hundred million. But like, that feels like it could grow because it's not supposed to be done for another almost three years. So, the number that they're putting up for the stadium could end up being quite a bit more than they actually that we initially thought, and that could lead to some uh, changes in how they're spending elsewhere. Well, and can I also just throw this out too, with regard to the stadium, I could be wrong and I got to double check the numbers on this, but I don't know if you know offhand, as we're saying, the stadium itself already costs a shitload of money. You're already adding on costs to that now that's making people kind of like, but isn't Tennessee there, isn't the new Titan stadium around the same amount? If not, I I, I don't want to say it's too much more, but it also has a dome. So I'm just wondering, like, with these additional costs, like, how are we this far off the mark, I guess? <laughs> Suppose it's possible Tennessee is also off the mark. I don't know. I'm looking up their uh, stadium cost right now because I, I actually don't know offhand, but I think there it is, is interesting. Well, yes. Well, there's this $2.1 billion. Right. And the public uh, subsidized costs would be $1.26 billion, right? I think I'm yes. reading here. Yeah. So the bills, I think, started at 1.4, right? And it's mm-hmm. up to 1.7 now. Right. That is interesting. So that's only 400K for a, a roof. Interesting. I mean, million. not 400K, 400 million. 400 million, 400 million for a roof. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. The numbers that big, I don't really know either way. I guess it's possible because that's not set in stone either that they just also go way over. Yeah. Anyways, though, I guess back to the discussion at hand here, which is. By the way, real quick, the, the Titans oh, have only been in their stadium for like 25 years, right? Is they that how their stadium like half as long? Is, yeah, like they moved in. Hard Rock, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, hard Rock is Miami, my bad. Nissan? Nice, yeah. Is it Nissan Stadium? Um, Yeah, they moved in the mid 90s, but they didn't have a stadium right away. They actually played in Memphis for a year. True story. There's a team called the Tennessee Oilers that played in the Memphis and wore Oiler uniforms. Super weird. But yeah, so like 98, 99 is when they moved into their stadium. So shit job, whoever built that stadium. Or need a new one? or And or if they actually don't need a new one. I, I should say that's probably what's going on, but. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Well, anyway, what were you going to say? No, but just to get back to the, the question at hand here, I guess, which I it's not so much as a question as it is just like this greater idea of all of the not only reasons for this, but what the ramifications are going to be as well. It just seems like there's a lot that we don't know right now. So a lot of what we're saying is purely speculative at this point, but what we do know is that things very well could be looking pretty different for the Sabres. And it does raise a lot of questions as to, I don't want to go as far to say like what the future of the franchise looks like, but how the day-to-day operations are going to be affected and to what degree will they be affected? 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. I guess we'll see. Probably the, the proof will be here at some point in one way or another when the season starts. Or, you know, there's always a concern that they're not going to spend to the cap, that the Sabres are going to be kind of cheap. I don't know. I think that's become a kind of a like talking point regarding the Sabres. I don't know if it, I don't think it's fair yet. Not that I want to defend Terry Pagula, but basically he bought the team from a guy who was not keen to spend to the cap and immediately spent to the cap until they traded everyone to tank more or less. And then pretty immediately got back to spending to the cap to points where there was overruns when, even when they were bad in like 2018, 19, which we'll blame on Bottrell, but they were spending to the cap like crazy. And then there was the report in 2020 that they were going to be whatever the three E's were efficient, economic, mm-hmm. something else. And then they immediately signed Taylor Hall for $8 million. And yeah, they've they've been pretty much at the cap floor recently, but that's because they traded Hall, they traded Reinhardt, they traded Eichel, they traded Ristolainen, all good trades. And it's like all young guys, a whole team of young guys. So most of them haven't had their big payday yet. So when they do, they'll probably be closer to the cap. But we haven't gotten to the point yet where the Sabres are being hurt by not spending to the cap. Right. But we're getting pretty close. Oh, that yeah. Be... And if it gets to a point where it's like it's not an Adams thing, it's not a quote-unquote patience thing, it's a, hey, we don't have that kind of money to spend at the cap thing, then I'll worry. But not until then. Uh, just But in terms of uh, everything surrounding the on-ice product, already worried. I could see that going to shit because, as we mentioned, the arena already has. I even think the last time we were at Harbor Center, that was in the fall we were there for Prospects game, I it wasn't super impressed. It already seems it's not that it's falling apart or anything, but it I'm not impressed with how it's being maintained necessarily. And I'm not there all the time, so maybe it was just a bad day, but I mean I play there once a week, you know, ninety percent of the year, and I think how it looks now is pretty much the exact same as it looked two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. And if anything, they've scaled back stuff within Harbor Center as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I think they the Sabres there's good complaints for the first five or so years of the Pagula era about social media was terrible. Uh they didn't the game day presentation was terrible, all the stuff and that both of those got a lot better. But who knows? Maybe if they're I think part of the reason they got better is because they were with the Bills and once they axed uh Russ Brandon, I, I think a lot of the things all over the franchise got better in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I could see things kind of slipping on the in the off ice side, definitely. That makes me. I hope not, though. Very sad. Yeah, definitely, because I, I don't know. I I wonder about the economic viability of the Sabers, but the very least, you should be able to break even with them. In a normal year, when they're good, you do better than break even. Right. And no matter what's going on with the football team, you're making like money hand over fist. So what are you worried about? Mm-hmm. You literally can't. <laughs> you can't not make money. It's a great point. It's a great point. Do you have anything else you want to share on this day before we hear a word from our sponsors? Um, Yeah, I thought about the same. Remember when they owned the Buttes? That was crazy. That was like for a minute. For a year. And it was like really yeah. great. And then all the players were saying how nice it was to have like actual owners who were really trying to take care of them. And they were like, yeah, you know what? We don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, a real place to play with thousands of seats. Not a place where I played in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well... That was nice while it lasted. 
anyway. Shout out to the Buttes. Yeah, shout out to the Buttes. And this podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for week one? It's here, so you better be. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit www.1800gambler.net, and you are call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope at 467-369. Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Brendan had a very successful week zero. Notre Dame, 1-0. A win in Dublin. Damn right. Damn right. Sam Hartman's yeah, the future. Big... A.K.A. just for Brendan this season since, to play uh... the NFL. <laughs> uh, since we're going to be together out of the country uh, this Saturday, Brendan has agreed to watch the entire Tennessee Volunteers game with me at 1 p.m. on Saturday. I did? A good friend he is. <laughs> that was our yeah we were like you know what we really want to watch and, and be ready for this tennessee game what better way to do that than go to toronto absolutely they love college football up there are we going to do a bit where we go around like terrorizing leafs fans for the weekend yeah let's do it perfect i'm ready do we just, just gonna wear a shirt that says hockey after april 30th and they're gonna be like oh <laughs> get away <laughs> Yeah, oh, classic tickets that cost under three hundred and forty-eight dollars. Mm. Coming mm. to Buffalo and having fewer than seven thousand people. Come, hey, it, it's actually we're gonna do a challenge. It's called like, come watch a Sabres game and don't be annoying as shit. Challenge, impossible. Yeah, they all would just impossible. like fall dead. Yeah, so there would be like spontaneous combustion in their brains. They can't comprehend it. Yeah. Don't be the most instructive yeah. fans in hockey. Wait, what? What? Wait, that that's Don't immediately hockey? bring what? up healthcare in any argument. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Moving um, on. What's <laughs> another one? I don't know. Have uh yeah, have a six-pack of beer cost under $43.65 challenge. Also impossible. Stop electing <laughs> members of the Ford family challenge. Mm. We're going to try all these challenges and more folks this week in Toronto. Check our YouTube channel link below and please subscribe. Anyway, this podcast is also brought to you by Raycon. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. So when I want to listen to the Arctic monkeys on repeat or just need to retreat inside my head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you just need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. So that means 
You might use your Raycons pretty much anywhere you want to relax. The gym, on a walk, doing the dishes, doing laundry, all these things I got to do today. So let me tell you right now, no matter what you're doing, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between these three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. But they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Straight Up Savers listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% off on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And folks, you know our other sponsor is Thin Man Brewery. And they got a lot of fun stuff going on heading into the fall. Brandon, would you like to hear some of the fun stuff that man's got going on? I would really love to hear it more than anything else, I think, in the entire world. All right, cool. Well, uh, a lot of that has to do with beer. But before we get to the beer, let's talk about their new threads. A cool new shirt that they're selling. A Pills Mafia shirt, just in time for Bill's season, that says, Welcome to Hell. Pills Mafia, brewed in Buffalo, New York, and there's a cool skeleton drinking beer on it. So if you're trying to intimidate some people before Bill's game, I think this is great. And I think, in fact, Yvonne should send us uh, each one for doing the podcast. I agree. Large, extra large. Yvonne, send him, you know where we listening? live. So, yeah. Yvonne listened to the podcast at August Challenge. Possible. This one's possible. He might be listening to that. We he might definitely have just does. Ourselves he new shirts. all the time. Yeah, I know. But, like, is he listening to the ads? Ah, um, let's see. Let's see. Here's the test. Anyway, uh, also, Oktoberfest, a Marzen Lager, 6.3%. It's got a cool little can, too. That's coming soon, so look out for that. Your uh, your local stores or, you know, some maybe on tap at some local bars. It's almost September, folks. Almost fall, almost time for Oktoberfest. And here's another one. This, like I said, there's a lot going on there. Uh, fantastic state of chaos. Fantastic spelled with a pH. Cool green monsters on this can. It's a double IPA. Eight percent. So like, don't drink like seven of these. It's a hazy double IPA with phantasm. So collaboration. Uh, it's brewed with Amarillo, Citro, Mosaic, Cascade, and Cryo Nelson hops. So, and there's powder extracted from New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc grape skins. Wow. More fruit and more flavor. That's available now at the tap room and on draft in four packs as well. So, hey, check it out, folks. And then I, I mentioned the, I guess this is his name now, Stovepipe Pills Mafias. Those are the 19.2 ounce ones. So, if you're, uh, if you really want the Bills to win a Super Bowl this year, you will shotgun one of these before every home game. If you're a good fan. And if you're a great fan, you won't miss the away games either. So Thin Man Brewery, get your cool shirt there. Get some of these beers I just mentioned. Wait, there's one more beer I forgot to mention that they also mentioned. Boxcar Waiting. Lewiston Art Park Limited Edition Modest Pixie Westy Dropping. Tonight. So Monday. I'm going. Check it out. So... Check that out, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's an IPA, 7%. Wow. 
a lot of stuff going on at Thin Man as always. So, you know, check it out. Maybe go get some pizza there. Uh, have some beer. Mm. A lot of fun. Well said. Well said. Yeah. As Taylor mentioned, though, we are going to Toronto this weekend. Uh, we're going up with the big crew. There's 11 of us all together. And we are going to see Arctic Monkeys at the Budweiser stage. It's going to be a good time. Taylor, your thoughts. It's going to be a great time. We're going to do all those things we mentioned. Uh, and then also that includes the college football thing and go to Arctic Monkeys. It's going to be great. And I got to listen to some of their songs this week because I've only ever heard them from Brandon. <laughs> Truly an honor. Really, really an honor. Well, looking forward to that very, very much. It's going to be a great time. Love Toronto. Hey, and if you're listening and you are a uh, uh, Toronto uh, native or somebody who lives outside of there or frequents Toronto and you got any good recommendations for bars, restaurants, what have you, let us know. We're staying right in the middle of the city. So it's going to be a, a great time. And uh, Hey, maybe we'll, maybe we'll even see you at Arctic monkeys too. If you're going there, they're a nice big band. So who knows, but going to be nice. a lot of fun. Tell you have anything else you want to discuss today. Yeah. Big news just came over the wire. Uh Oh, Brandon Suter and Sam Gagne signed to a PTO with the Oilers. Wow. Didn't Gagne Suter one was surprising. Drafted by the Oilers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sixth overall. Wow. Uh Gagne, okay, so Suter hasn't played in like almost three years. He hasn't played since spring 2021. So that's interesting. Well, he hasn't played in the NHL. I don't know what he's been up to besides that. Uh, but Gagne has played every year. I well, kind of lost track of him. He was in Winnipeg last year. He's mm. played more than a thousand NHL games. Wow, good for him. Thousand games, yeah, yeah that's, that's impressive. It's pretty wild, right? Uh, well, I'm looking at Hockey DB right now, and Brandon Suter doesn't have anything on there since 2021 when he left the Canucks. Mm. Hmm. Maybe he just—he really hasn't been playing, and they're going to give him a PTO after like two and a half plus years. Hey, let's have some fun, you know? Yeah, you know what? It's good to get exercise. We love it. The same reasons yeah. that I play at uh, at Harbor Center and Holiday and Leisure. Yeah. I thought it was just that you like, love those rinks so much. I do. Well, you know what I'm looking at this right now, actually? Suter didn't play in 2021-22 because he was suffering from long COVID. He no had shit. tested positive in 2021. Actually, I remember this kind of. The Canucks had a terrible... um go with covid and they didn't play for like three mm, weeks you're right and then instead of canceling games the nhl made them play like <laughs> 30 games in like 40 days to end the season even though they were clearly not going to make the playoffs Unreal. Um, so he just didn't play anywhere last year after he got better so that's interesting huh well glad he's better then that's interesting wild stuff wild wild stuff well yeah Anything else we'd like to add here, Taylor, before we sign off for the day? Bo Bills. Bo Gills. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode, make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows. And make sure you're following both the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also find us, Straight Up Sabres. And before you close out of this app, whatever one you are listening on, whether it's Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever it may be. Make sure you are either following or subscribe to Straight Up Sabres. And we would very, very much appreciate it if you left us a nice little rating or a review. Hell, maybe even both. It'd be uh, just our honor to receive that from you. Last but not least, we have our wonderful sponsor starting off with DraftKings. Make sure you're using that promo code THPN at checkout to take advantage of great deals. Secondly, Raycon, make sure you are also taking advantage of the Hockey Podcast Network discount there that you can get on those Raycon audio products. Again, for that, more information can be found in our show notes. And last but not least, Thin Man Brewery, folks, make sure you're stopping over to Chandler Street, heading out there for dinner, grabbing drinks, whatever it may be. Or if you're going to your local convenience store, wherever you like to buy your beverages, make sure you're picking up some of those lovely, lovely Thin Man products, especially as Taylor said before with Bill season getting underway shortly. We will be back with a brand new episode on Thursday, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Sabres.